it's Chantel and Janessa, and you're listening to the Girls Know Best podcast, where we discuss growing up as teenagers and navigating through the social constructs constantly instilled by society. Catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other platform every Tuesday. Also, make sure to follow us on our Instagram at underscore girls know best underscore. Enjoy! Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. In today's episode, we talk about our thoughts and feelings about what life holds after high school. This episode is kind of special because we have a guest, our very, very good friend, Cindy. Hi guys! <laughs> I thought I was Tell you guys how we met. We met Sydney at volleyball tryouts in uh, grade eight. Oh yes, first week. First, first week of school. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you want to tell them what your first impression was of me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> growing up, I was just really athletic. I was one of those really competitive people. I still am. But I got to this tryout really determined to make the team because there was like a hundred girls and I was like I'm gonna do it let's go no mercy right so Chantel was just this really bubbly little girl um, (laughs) playing volleyball and I didn't really think much of her because quite honestly there were so many people I bet you thought I wasn't gonna make the team (laughs) I actually don't know I don't know what I thought but I do know one thing and that's Janessa Janessa was in my group for something called the butterfly drill where you have to do a lot of setting that's a lot of using your fingers and a lot of handwork she shows up into this group and she's wearing like pink socks and i was like pretty sure they were orange but like they were probably pink because that's what i remember (laughs) i also think you had like pink running shoes or am i completely crazy no those ones are orange okay they're like neon orange so it Kind of pinkish. Yeah. Yeah. She was wearing pink, and pink's a great color, I have no judgment, except for the fact that she was wearing earrings, too. And I was like, oh, you don't really wear earrings when you play sports, you know, you can, but it's not really looked upon (laughs) very well. (laughs) She had her hair down, she didn't have a hair tie, I think it's because it broke, but I was like, this girl is not athletic at all, what is she doing here? To start the drill, maybe after a minute, she goes up to the coach and says, Oh, my finger really hurts. I can't <laughs> okay. do this. But let me clarify, okay? I did not want to say anything because in reality, I w- I'm someone who toughs it out until the end. But Chantel convinced me. She was like, no, Janessa, you know, let's be safe. You got to be cautious. You don't want to hurt yourself even more. Go tell the coach. And I was like, okay. I was looking out for your safety. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just found it hilarious. I was like, this girl's such a wuss. Little did I know she was going to make the volleyball team and then the basketball team. She was such a competitive basketball player. I was like, whoa, that was not who you looked like on the first day of tryouts. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times. Then after being on the volleyball team together, Janessa and Sid became really, really close because of basketball. And throughout high school, uh, we just all stayed really close friends mm-hmm. um, throughout Prelude. And then now IB. Thank you, Sydney, for being yeah. here on our podcast. We really appreciate it. <laughs> okay, so to start out, we want to discuss the perceptions we had of university, post-secondary life throughout our childhood. We understand that many parents, they always 
value university so much like that is the only way to go it's one path in life and you should start working towards university and trying to get in as soon as possible they kind of almost like praise university that's how i felt growing up that they were just like janessa said all they said was oh aim for university that's your end goal like yeah. every day that you're studying it's for university it's to get in to university yeah for me i think my parents still to this day they have this view that i can do whatever i want and they'll support me so oh yeah Mm-hmm. Whether or not that actually is university, I'm sure if I came up with a plan to go into a trade or mm-hmm. follow a profession that maybe doesn't need mm-hmm. a university education, I know that they would support that if I had a plan. But I definitely know that it was valued and kind of implemented into my life at a very early age just because my mom and dad know that I'm smart enough to get there. Mm-hmm. They don't want me to stray away from the mm-hmm. opportunity that I could have something amazing with mm-hmm. a university mm-hmm. education. Definitely. But, yeah, it's yeah. just something that mm-hmm. it, they encourage. I think we can all agree that our parents just want us to strive for the best, right? To mm-hmm. do our very best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think with that comes a lot of pressure. Definitely. Like, if you have an older sibling or some kind of older figure in your life because for me i had an older sister uh-huh. i had an older cousin who was like a sister to janessa yeah and she was a star pupil and star athlete and because of her she raised the expectations in my family a lot and after all her achievements my entire family pushed for me to follow her footsteps, to follow in her exact same route. And I just think that it's really hard, especially since we had such a big age gap. At the age of 12, I was already pressured to think about university, what I wanted to go into, what I wanted to be, and the steps I should take to try to get into university. Yeah, no, I can definitely see how that would be challenging for a 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, personally, at 12, I was not thinking about <laughs> university whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Sid, I, did you have, did you go through something like that when you were growing up? Um, yeah, I definitely think that something so simple as ha- being a little kid and having your parents, your friends, your teachers, having really anyone simply ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? Definitely. So it puts that idea in your head that there is something that you have to choose eventually in order to be an adult in this world, to be a grown-up. You have to choose something. You have to pick a career. But when mm-hmm. you're small, it's like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a dream. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I want to be an actress. Mm-hmm. I want to be a singer. Mm-hmm. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a firefighter. There are a million options that you could pick. Mm-hmm. But it's just putting that idea in your head at a really young age. What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, yeah no, definitely that question. Like, growing up, I always get would get anxiety attacks when, like, adults go like, oh, so, like, what do you want to be? It's like, mm-hmm. you're still so young. You're still trying to figure out. I know how, how cliche it may sound. You're still trying to figure out who you are. Or just even like, enjoying life. What you enjoy, your hobbies, you know? You're still kind of cruising around. Also, like, at, when you're that young, you're not thinking the education path to get there. You're Mm -hmm. just kind of throwing out a random job. It's not until you're becoming this age, Mm -hmm. you know, grade 10, 11, 12, that you start thinking, 
oh, I actually have to pick a career that, you know, my class is a class that I'm good at, mm-hmm. um, a hobby that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. What path can I carve out of this world to get to where I actually need to be? It becomes a much more tangible problem. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also, what I kind of noticed when I was younger is that if I named a profession that made a lot of money or was very highly regarded in society, I would get so much praise for it, right? Like, I remember when I was younger, I was like, I want to be a vet. And you know, I think vets have a high salary and it's in the medical branch. So everyone always praised me for wanting to do that. But when I decided that wasn't something I wanted to pursue, everyone was like, oh, that's okay, but make sure you find a job that pays a lot, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I just think that's also a really tough discussion because do I choose something where I'm passionate about, I thoroughly enjoy it? If it's a nine-to-five job, I know I'm going to wake up happy and excited to go to work, right? It, It gives purpose and meaning to my life, and maybe it might not pay six figures, right? But... I think that's more meaningful than, you know, having a job where maybe you do get paid six figures, but you hate it, Yeah. you know? Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely agree on that. Because imagine having a job where, yes, it could, like, pay a lot of money, but you're just not enjoying it. You're going to your job every day, mm-hmm. right? You want to find something that you're passionate about, that you enjoy, and that you'll go to, you know, work being happy, right? Yeah. I think that's what it's all about. And even, and when we think about, like, our circumstances right now with COVID, right, we have a new system now, right, with application, with our learning system, right, we just got emails about how we're going to be learning, if it's online, if it's in person, it's really, really new and confusing and just kind of scary, right, Mm -hmm. because we don't know what the future holds for us, like, anything could happen at this point. So, we know that admissions are very, very soon, unfortunately. And, you know, with COVID and everything, there are new systems that have been implemented. How are you guys feeling towards just this entire admissions process that will be happening very, very soon? Yeah, I definitely feel like it's rapidly approaching whether or not we really feel like that's a tangible thing that is coming so soon. Um, But I also think that as a goal-oriented person, this quarter system has really allowed me to be able to look at my courses more objectively and be like, okay, I can complete my history and my French credits and get them out of the way and then I move on to English and law and, you know, you just slowly check things off your list. So I think that is a lot more helpful and even when admissions start rolling around and we have to get our transcripts and our university essays together and stuff like that, it'll just be easier to focus on the two classes and that as an extra task. So I think, hopefully, it'll be a lot easier to manage, but it is coming a lot faster than I'd think. Mm, yeah, I definitely agree, and I'm feeling super, super stressed about it anytime um, a teacher or the admin will tell us, you know, about scholarships and about applications and transcripts and everything like that I just get just kind of like a wave of anxiety yeah, definitely and about that quarterly system I understand what Sydney is saying and I think it's also good but I also feel like because you know I'm only learning let's say math in the first quarter 
I have to keep reviewing for the rest of the year until like until May, right? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. yeah, and that's really hard. But then I also know I have to do well in each class to you know boost my marks. So when I hand in my application to university, you know at that point it may benefit me, like it may give me a better chance because I've been so focused on this one class and I've been able to put all my time and effort into like getting a better grade. That is also beneficial. But I don't know. I kind of have mixed feelings about it. Yeah, no, definitely. The quarter system does have its benefits, where we can um, spend more time on fewer courses. However, it does make every single you know assessment count for a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that is stressing me out. And yeah, admissions definitely are coming sooner than expected. It feels like just yesterday that we were just you know in grade eight. And the five years that we spent in high school definitely went by so, so fast. Like, they always say, oh, you know, like, high school is going to fly by so quickly. But you never understand what that actually means until you've experienced it. And so, you know, now I'm kind of, like, feeling it and I'm kind of getting emotional because this is our last year in high school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, It's a big one. I just want to (laughs) leave. To be honest, I just kind of want to leave. Yeah, definitely. Same. But okay, so now we'll go through, as usual, our followers' response to our two questions. So the first question was, what are your thoughts on the expectations of post-secondary? Cindy, do you want to read the first one? Yeah, so our first response was, I expect post-secondary to be hard. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. I fully agree. Yeah. The workload will definitely be harder and the material you learn will definitely be more challenging. But one thing that I'm really excited for about university is that I get to pick courses that I'm really, really into, you know? So I think that will definitely be a fun experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also think having had to work through online learning for a portion of grade 11 and this hybrid learning in grade 12, it's going to teach us how to self-regulate and self-teach a bit so that's really beneficial going into university obviously your professor has hundreds of students it's harder to get that one-on-one connection with your teacher but I do think that having this experience we will be a lot more prepared for the independence that comes with university yeah no definitely like with all this online school and stuff we definitely had to hold each other accountable right? Because you got to stay on task, you got to stay organized, and you just, you're your own, like, boss manager, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the next response is, naturally, our parents mainly dictate the way we feel and the way we're supposed to act in university. And, you know, coming from an Asian household, I can understand that, because at such a young age, university was always a topic that was brought up like you know your parents always want you to do well in school get straight A's go to university you know get a good job blah 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 and all that but I really think what's the most important thing is that you do what you want to do like I understand listening to our parents is good and it's important because you know they have more life experience and they do give good advice but if it's at the point where they dictate our every move like that's a problem you know you should go to university if you want to or like you should go into a program and just do 
classes or courses that you want to do because in the end you can only make yourself happy right like trying to do this to make your parents happy like in the long run it's just not going to turn out well because it's supposed to be for yourself yeah it won't be as fulfilling as if you choose your own path right of course our parents are going to help guide us right with their life experiences and so on but you know you should make your own choices for yourself yeah at the end of the day it's what drives you to be a better learner what your passion is and what interests you the most Mm -hmm. yeah so the next response is usually the expectation is pretty high but it all depends on the department you are enrolling in so i am a firm believer that there's like a real stigma around the arts which is kind of sad because i know so many people including myself who have considered following a career path or even just a university diploma in the arts because for some reason culture, society, whatever it may be, has influenced us to believe that science and math and, you know, being a doctor or an engineer is such a noble profession and it's so much harder than being a historian or being an English teacher, right? For some reason, this has been ingrained in our minds at a really young age that the science route slash math route is so much harder than the arts. And at the end of the day, I just really believe that everyone has their own strengths and everyone has their own weaknesses, which means that you could be an amazing calculus student and maybe not write the best English essay, or you could be really, really great at analyzing sources and research for your history paper or a law paper, but that doesn't mean you're really good at math. And, you know, it just goes any way. So some, for some people, the arts might be a really hard path to follow, but for some people, it could be vice versa. So I just want to break down that stigma and share with everyone that the arts are actually a really, really great option for so many people. Yeah, no, definitely. Like with each program comes with its own challenges, right? And you can't devalue a department for being easier, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. Well, well said, Sydney. Okay, so our last response is... Honestly, I feel like there's a lot of misinformation going around about it. We can't all be Einstein. A hundred percent. Like, I think that's even the reason why we're going to title this episode post-secondary. Like, there's a reason why we didn't title this episode University, university yeah. right? And that's kind of what I've been saying earlier is that, you know, university or college or whatever isn't for everyone, right? And I think at the end of the day, it's really important to do what will benefit you or what will make you happy. If it's a better route for you to start working and I don't know, who knows, you work your way up the social ladder and (laughs) boom, you're a millionaire, right? While, you know, other people may spend a couple more years in school and further education and that's just the route they're going to take. I think that whatever you choose is just whatever you choose like you should do what you want to do yeah all paths like any paths that people take are all respectable right it's all just about following your passions and just depends on what you want to do with your life yeah and i think that if covid has really shown us anything it's that there's a lot more careers that are deemed essential than we ever thought there would be oh yeah follow a career path that you know will get you somewhere and get you where you want to be on your own timeline yeah 
So the second question that we asked was, how are you feeling about your post-secondary future? And so a follower replied, I feel excited but scared at the same time. I don't know if I'm making the right choice. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone feels the same way because at this time, at this stage in our lives, it's really critical because, you know, it's it's the part where we're going to take the next step in our lives, right? And I understand it being very scary, but also really exciting because it's a new experience, right? Like, life is literally about experiences. And I also think that it's good to be, you know, a little bit scared, a little bit nervous, as long as it doesn't hold you back. Because Mm -hmm. I personally think that if you're a little bit nervous, a little bit scared about something, that means that you care about it, that it's important to you, right? If you didn't feel anything at all, then that means you don't give a shit about it, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. Janessa. <laughs> so um, I just want to say, yeah, like, I get that. We, we all, all feel, feel the, the same, same way. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I know this whole podcast, we've been kind of preaching at you guys to, like, follow your what you want to do and make follow your own your path. Follow your dreams. Yeah, literally, like, follow your passion or whatever. And I know... It sounds pretty repetitive because everyone's been saying it, but hey, like, I know for a fact that I was even concerned, like, what do I want to do? What is my passion? Mm -hmm. So, like, I know during quarantine, I had this moment where I was like, I'm just going to pursue theater. I'm going (laughs) to do it. I might not make it to Broadway, but, you know, I'll fall somewhere in between, and I just want to take this path. And then I was like, wait a minute, reevaluate. No, the decision, that, <laughs> the decision that I made before was more suited to what I really want for myself. And it's good to have those moments where you're like, but what about this? But what about this? Because if you're considering more options, you know that whatever decision you come to will be a lot more fulfilling and hopefully, hopefully the right one. And it's not the end of the world to change your mind. Mm-hmm. Like to switch your program is... It's not what everyone wants to do. I know for a fact that I hope I pick the right thing first because I like to be efficient. (laughs) Yes. But it's so natural to not know what you want to do at 16 or 17 years old. That just makes sense to me. Yeah, definitely. There's so many things about post-secondary that is exciting, right? So many more new experiences, you know, and all at the same time it can be scary because we're kind of just being thrown out into the world, Mm -hmm. right? We're we're transitioning into adulthood. Wow, that was scary. <laughs> that sounds scary. Wow, that sounds very scary. Like, yeah. even for me, like, I had kind of a similar experience to Sydney because at a very young age, I already kind of knew what I wanted to do because I had older influences and I have a lot of hobbies that also apply to what I want to do. And, like, you know, for a very long time, like, since I was 12, I knew what program I wanted to go in and I knew what job I wanted but then as I you know as I got older around maybe grade 11 I think I was being you know too narrow-minded or too close-minded and I I was like what if I'm actually not suited for this course or for that profession like what if you know I I just you know maybe my personality or whatever just doesn't suit it right and so I kind of 
learned that I needed to keep my mind open. Like I've thought about it and I still want to pursue that same program, but profession wise, I'm going to keep my mind open and, you know, explore different options. Yeah. Think like one step ahead, right? Like mm-hmm. what's the decision you're about to make? Don't think necessarily five, 10 years in the future yeah. Yeah. because then, you know, you might get a little too wrapped up in it. It's important Definitely. to just think, what do I want? now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's definitely a really great approach and how can i get there another (laughs) yes what's the next step for you yeah so with that i think we'll conclude this episode thank you so much sydney for taking your time to be with us and to offer us your insight we both really appreciate it Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure our listeners do too Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. All right, so we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye! Thank you guys so much for listening to the Girls Know Best podcast. Make sure to follow our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, be sure to share our podcast with your friends and family. Bye! See you guys next week.